This is the Amateur Skeptics Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 251. If I could hold the tongue. Join me this evening. Back. Wow. Feel the energy from Mr. Horse. And Ian is with us. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Oh, listen to that. That's that's an energy I can count on. I've got Mad Cat. Brand new keyboard and mouse, ready to go. Brand new keyboard and mouse. That's fantastic. And it's probably going to go clicky-clicky through the whole thing and drive us all nuts. Maybe. <laughs> and we have, I hope, the dumbass himself. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Just went through my 22nd anniversary with my husband yesterday. Really? I hope you get better soon. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong thing to say. Congratulations. I, I apologize. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, that's a that's a pretty short anniversary. Any second <laughs> year, twenty seven being together. Twenty seconds? Are you kidding? Twenty seven. I'm lucky. Twenty seven years. I'm like together. Twenty seconds. Years married. <laughs> I'm lucky if I can make it ten seconds, much less twenty. I'm not. Huh? <laughs> I, I thought you said twenty second. Yeah. Uh, twenty seconds. Nah, that's longer than that. You know, at least at Brian, as long as you can hold on for eight seconds, they'll still score it. <laughs> 20 seconds? All I need is five. Yeah, that's why she left you. <laughs> uh, anything else going on? That's okay. We we were just amusing I, ourselves. I, I, I wonder, you know, I wonder, let me, let me see if I can check this. You know, Discord. Discord's getting worse. Well, I don't, I think it's still, I don't know. I thought I, I thought I had a memory issue, but I see all my memory. I thought I had a stick that was dropping out. I don't know if I... Have something. It, you know, it was good last last time we. You know, I don't know. It, it's only when I use the audio on Discord that Discord just kind of goes pop and leaves. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, have you, Ryan? Have you checked it for weasels? Weasels. <laughs> uh, Is that not. can cause popping? I think it's got weevils. That's what I think the problem is. It's got weasels. it's got bugs. All right. Anyway, let's move. Let's move on to uh, Georgie. Uh, a day at Georgie and Armand's place. Just one day? Uh, the, the book itself is all, well, except for the flashback scenes. But the main story in the book takes place in one day. Okay. So, and audio book, you know, the book itself had come back in October, if you recall. Yep. But now the audio book is available, finally. I see that. And it's actually doing pretty well. Um, on copies of it, getting the word out, so <laughs> I'm quite happy with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll have to get my copy. Yes, you, you are the one I'm waiting for to hear what he thinks okay. of what I, I did with his characters. Well, so. hey, yeah, but now that it's at Audible, I, I will definitely, yeah. you know, now, now I'm good. Now now I can definitely get back to you. And now you will hate me forever and be like, what the fuck did you think you're what doing? You do my uh, character. Nah. Gets me out. <laughs> no, what I did read of the book, I liked. So I just didn't get the, all that far, you know. It's, right. It, so no. So I'm I'm looking forward to, to buying it. It's, it's, it's more expensive than I would have thought it would be. Uh, actually, um, it's, with it's Audible... Not. You I have no control yeah, with, no with control. the um, print and ebook. I I set the price with Audible. They set so. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's not going to break the bank, and I and I actually have a credit. That's, so that's, I'll just that's buy one credit, credit, right? It's just one credit. Yep, absolutely. I'm going to go buy it right now, and you should too. <laughs> it's thirteen ninety. You know, you think about the work that goes into an audio book. And audiobooks used to cost like fifty bucks a pop and stuff like that. That's why you know, and and with Audible, yeah, well, you know, they got them down to pretty reasonable pricing. So the the deal basically is after Amazon and Audible takes out their chunk, me and Alistair split the proceeds. So, okay. um, all right. You know, I I wrote it. Alistair did all the work in um putting it together for the audiobook. So you know, both both take money off. 
Not very much. It's just amazing how much Amazon and Audible get to yank out of there before we see anything. I know but. I'm not getting my 10%. You said it's one credit? Yes. Yeah, but no credits are no good. We need something more real out here. <laughs> Wait, it didn't come up. This is weird. When I searched for it on Audible, I didn't get it. I just found it. You Confirm did? Confirm purchase. Cool. I searched for it. Weird. I saw. I can find it. I'm just Amazon. searching for Brazil. Like uh, I don't think there's anybody else with that name on the. Yeah. No, if you put Brazil to Amazon, you'll get my uncle. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, I was doing it into uh, uh, Audible. And I don't know if he has any Audible or not. So. Dot ca. Yeah. No uh, results. Well, um, I use dot com because uh, I've had my account since 2003. Oh. I think you used to have uh, ladies a... who use Audible books an Who... awful lot for uh, for the deaf before. Wait, there is a Jonathan P. Brazy. Jonathan P. Brazy, yeah, that's my uncle. That's your uncle. Wow, he's prolific. <laughs> what? Have you read any of his stuff? I've read a couple of his things. Um, Looks like he they're... has a lot. Yeah, he does. But he's a retired he's a retired lieutenant colonel in the Marines, so he writes a lot of military. Yeah, and I... so he has a huge niche. He does really well, but he has this niche. He, he knows his military stuff. He's writing military, both both more down-to-earth military and uh, military science fiction. And so he has a huge following with that. Okay. So, yeah, yeah he, he has yeah, – uh, that's why Aaron, if you put Brazy in, he comes up first. Because not only does he have a lot more books than I do, but he has done a lot more sales. <laughs> My grandmother used to get audible books all the time, but that was because she was blind. Or our grandmother. You mean uh-huh. like books on tape? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Our grandmother used to get books for because she was blind. She got yeah. uh, audiobooks before the audiobooks came out. Right, right. right. Uh, they were probably they were probably books on tape, right? Like, yeah, not from Audible. Uh, she she wasn't getting yeah, them from Audible. Yeah, they had it on tape, but you know it was still before. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. old. Yeah, the but yeah, but you're uh, he's got several book series. He's got the yeah. Uh, United Federation Marine Corps series. He's got women's uh, women of the United Federation Marines. No, he. I, I wish I could write um as much at, at the speed he does because he comes out with quite a. He's a lot faster writer than I am, and he, he's making a decent career of it, even though he didn't need to. Um, but he, he's you know doing well with it and enjoying it. He's part of the um. Why can't I remember what science fiction writers association? That's some sort of name. Okay. He was the professional science fiction writers that, in order to get awards, you have to meet the criteria. Okay. And so, um, originally it all had to be professional, but now with um, the popularity of self-publishing in Amazon, you can actually meet the requirements through um, self-publishing if you hit a certain amount of sales. And he's done that. And he's so. self-published. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, good. You pimped your stuff. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, Mad Cat. What time is it? Ah, yes, the time. Okay, it is now Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media. The Amateur Skeptics present. Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. 
you know, I really appreciate the let's just get the fuck over with it, uh, you know, sound that comes out of your voice when you say it. I know you do. I, I got to do this shit again. That jackass. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. I, I, you know, I don't know. Are, are people dating during COVID? Don't have to. Been married for 22 years. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Put me in. <laughs> I swear I can do this. Yeah. Um, apparently. Coach. Yes, dating is still happening, but it is evolving. Things things are different now. Um, and, and now, not only do you need to know, it, you know, if somebody has an STD, you also want to know when the last time they, they, you know, they, they had, they tested positive for COVID and whether they have an antibody test or, you know, or so on and so forth. So should I wear an edible hazmat suit? That, that's a different fetish, dumbass. <laughs> um, but, but, but thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> are they making turkey? What's that? Are they making a turkey that they need a hazmat suit? Well, I, the, you know, I, I'm going to say this. This is probably a, a, a particular fetish unique to dumbass. <laughs> the edible hazmat suit, it pro- probably is not, I, I it's probably think, not, it's not making a comeback. Uh, I mean, um, I think uh, every single one of my fetishes is a fetish unique to dumbass. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, be yeah. it. So be it. I hear a lot more than I need to. So, um, <laughs> This is uh, this is from the San Francisco Chronicle, and it says, here's what people are asking a sex coach during the pandemic. And what, what she was what, what this article pretty much talked about is the, the different ways that people are are doing things during the pandemic. So it, it, the way that and, and I'm we've we got to qualify this. I mean, this is these are people that she's probably talking to. And, and I don't know how what what demographic it represents. But, um, you know how what how are things different during covid and so it sounds like oh one of the things that's going on is that for a first date instead of going out and you know to dinner and a movie people are having their first date on facetime or zoom or you know or something like that and that's how they're having their first date the thing i like about this is that if you do it on zoom and you're not paying for it that first date is limited to 45 awkward minutes when you go when you go out on a date that, that that you know that awkward period you know I mean dinner can take an hour and then there's that awkward yeah. you know the portion after that the awkwardness can only last forty five minutes if you're not if you're not paying for Zoom I think this is uh, probably a good thing but the question is who pays for that date um, no <laughs> so so online virtual dating is, is becoming much more of a thing actually I actually kind of think this is probably a good idea you can this this might be a good way to get to know somebody before you meet in public anyway yeah. I mean, a dumbass and I have been virtually dating for years now. <laughs> long, long time. It's worked very well for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're very happy. Yeah, but we, we all did, just we pretend to pass each other food. Uh, <laughs> we just we just all wish you'd bang it out, finally. <laughs> just get it over with. You know, um, some sort of cathartic hate fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's something really seriously wrong, but and that's the only way you can work out the relationship. Um, they're they're talking about um. The college hookup culture, I guess that is see um, the classic space that uh, for that to happen at college campuses is no longer there. Um, you know, I, I think that, that there's certainly a place for hookup culture, right? I mean, I, I, there are people that I mean, I think that you know they, the, I think that there's some value to that for some people. There never was for me. Dating in college? No, hookup oh. culture, like. You know, you go to a party and you, you find somebody, you take them home, fuck them, and then you know, and then you, you go about your you go about things the next day. Oh, right, that beer goggles types <laughs> of things, right? 
You know, I think it's kind of not much, uh, not really for me, but, you know, like, uh, if, if that's what uh, people want to do, like, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. You know, like, you don't talk to girls online and then bring them home <laughs> from other countries? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, I've, uh, I brought a girl, uh, <laughs> I had a girl visit one time, I think. Mm-hmm. She and wanted to see another and that, and that was so not a sex thing. allowed to use your apartment <laughs> with you. Yeah, so... They're, they're, you know, since people aren't having the same kind of parties and stuff like that, there's no, hey, that party's cute. I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna make out with that person. Right. So it seems like so. So it seems like so that that's kind of going away. Um, you know, I, I think that it, if if everybody's safe, right? There's no STDs involved, and you know, and people take proper precautions for pregnancy and stuff like that. There, there. I, I don't have an issue with hookup culture, um, but it's definitely harder to do right now. You know, yeah. most, I mean, down here, bars I mean, you are got, You got to make sure you yeah. use positions that keep you uh, uh, socially distanced. You know, <laughs> exactly. Doggy style, style is good. Missionary the, that keep close. The pile driver might be the, okay because the, your heads yeah. are in opposite the, positions. The, the Department of Health here in the United States um, released a list of stuff for, um, you know, the sexual stuff, COVID. And one of the things they actually ended up recommending was glory holes. <laughs> yes, I remember that was in there. I heard something about that. Oh man, that's the kind of that's the kind of advice I want from from you know from the health department. So yeah. even are we sure that there's no COVID in uh, uh, <laughs> sexual secretion? Um, no, I think that there is. I think that I think that the, we don't know for sure that it's sexually transmitted, but I think that I think that they have found COVID in in sperm. So there's a potential there, but it has not been proven. They it's have proven. found they have found the virus in sperm in China. Yes. So yes, yeah, so the, so the, it has been found. Oh, good. So only Chinese sperm is uh, infected. Good. Yeah, that's the takeaway here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Um, but here's the thing: even once we have a vaccine, are things going to go back to normal? And 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 there's a good question of, of whether or not that um, whether or not I, I, they will. Well, we'll I mean, have a new normal. I, I, yeah, I the you're right. Is, is this the normal? Yeah. Then? I think it'll go back to mostly normal. Yeah, but there'll be some changes. You can't go through something like this without there being some residual changes, even once the basics is over with. I actually think that the idea that, that these Zoom first dates and stuff like that and actually talking to people in these kinds of mediums, I think is actually probably a really good good idea for a first date. You know, I mean, because it's an easy way to – I mean, it's like talking yeah. to somebody on the phone, right? But, I mean, you could use a camera. You can see each other. Um you can still position that camera to make you look good, you know, side angles and stuff like that. I mean, it's never going to work for me, but for other people, that might work. Uh, you know, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna start being the custom to like instead of a handshake when you're greeting, you know, quick uh, thermometer check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quick anal probe, and then we can sit down and have some dinner. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, stuff like that will be over, and and there'll be a whole new normal. But what we're going through right now, we'll, it'll come in. It has to, but um. We won't see the, you know, everything go back to the way that it was. That's not how society works. We know that. Yeah. Well, and I think that. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, uh, of course, there'll be fewer game night orgies. Uh, probably once everything calms down, there'll be quite a few. <laughs> I, I think you know, a couple months are going to be insane with that. But because everybody's probably done with their Harry Bop and Men ass movies by now. <laughs> that joke was for you, Mac. I heard it. <laughs> so. Uh, but so there'll be a different type of risk assessment. Um, it says here, let's see, on the view, uh, on the new view of risk assessment in dating. Let's see. So you you don't you don't know someone else's behaviors, um, 
who their who the community is. So yeah, so I guess so yeah. So there's a whole different thing here with you know yeah. So asking for positive antibody tests, you know, have you are you negative for the virus and stuff like that. You know, in a sense that that's just we're just expanding the STD um, conversation that should be had anyway before people have sex, right? Pretty much. So I so it's just an expansion of that. I'm not sure that that's all new, but yeah. So there's so and there, and another reason to wear a condom. And then and then they this person thinks that there that that uh, that there will be some changes to porn. Um, I, yeah. I've kind of thought about theories about how um, people will exercise uh, eroticize mass. Already done. Uh, actually, done. <laughs> I was going to say I'm already seeing that in some of the movies coming over from China where they're wearing med- medical masks. Okay. You know, like here here in Ontario, um, here in Ontario, they, they've uh, they've gone into a new stage of reopening where like everybody's required to wear a mask indoors now and everything. Uh, I'm uh, I'm a little bit a um, uh, little bit uh, uncertain, a little bit uh, worried. Um, uh, how long is it before I start getting uh, uh, aroused? Uh, like uh, you know, uh, you know how like in Victorian times, uh, the uh, uh, like if you saw a woman's ankle, like it was you're, like you're oh wondering my God. if you're going to get aroused uh, yeah. at the image of a woman's chin. Yes, a woman's bare chin. That. Um, <laughs> uh, like uh, every time I see one, am I am I going to start sporting a stiffy? <laughs> so women now walking around topless as long as they're wearing a mask, <laughs> and, and I'm not getting not getting any sort of a reaction from the breasts uh, at just, all. But we're, you know, the we're just working exactly. We're oh just working our God. way up. <laughs> Ankles yeah. used to be sexy. Then it was knees. Then it was vaginas. Then it was breasts. And now it's chins. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that's. Uh, that, that that's a great direction for things. <laughs> well, that's a oh, nice. You, you, cheekbones. You've got oh, a nice. Fuck. That's right. That's oh, right. Whoa, the, look at that square jaw. Ooh. That's been a thing for a, a long time. <laughs> 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 All right. Teen mother or no teen dies after mother ex- exposes her to COVID nineteen and treats her with Trump's cocktail. Oh boy. Yep. So the mother took this girl to a church party, a church event, specifically to expose her to COVID-19. And she succeeded. And they described the daughter as immunocompromised, but she had, uh, she'd been in remission from cancer since she was like three from what I saw. But uh, so she took her to the church event. And when she started showing symptoms, she got a hold of the, the, the hydroxychloroquine and her daughter died, did not get better got worse. And um, I think that she did finally take her to the hospital and... And then she died. Yeah. It, it is so disturbing. I mean, that this is really a case of, of, of you know... Of, Murder. Uh, uh, that could, that's a little bit far for me. It's, I would say negligence. Negligence for sure, but murder, I mean... You, negligence. I mean, well, homicide maybe, but even then, that I mean, that's... This person lost their daughter, and and because of a mistake they oh. made, this, this because of anti-science thinking and okay, not so, listening to experts. So she put her girl, she put her daughter on her grandfather's oxygen machine because he looked, she looked gray. Well, I mean that and she gave her the hydroxychloroquine. Okay. And no, we know that rescues are a bit more um, evasive, a bit more extreme than just oxygen. You know here. Davis, Davis, Davis finally took her daughter to the hospital, where she yeah. was admitted to the pediatrics um, care unit 
in intensive care unit, but declined intubation until it was too late. Here's the thing. And I, I realize that this person's a minor, right? How old were they? Fourteen. So I, I have told I have, I have told my wife that if I get this and that and that I need to be go on a respirator to just let me die. That that did that because I because the complications I mean there, there are good reasons not to do this. It's harder when it's a child, right? But but the decision not to intubate, you know, I think I, I think that you, you, you really have to consider the consequences of intubation and whether that and whether or not even if they make it uh, after that, if if it's worth it. It, that is a very difficult situation for that. I have to say, now that I know that she had been trying to help her, it did not sound like she had been trying to help her. I wasn't reading along with you guys. Uh, she was trying to help her, but she was trying to help her by not doing. She was trying to help her by doing what she'd been kind of. Uh, she'd been programmed to do, which is follow anti-vaxer and Trump protocols. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she probably should have and, gone to the hospital sooner. Yeah. But if it gets to the point of intubation, intubation even in the hospital, that, Just let me go. That there's a calculation to be made there. Yeah, but um, I think the thing that the thing that made me angriest about this is that the mother—you'd expect grief, you'd expect guilt, you'd expect self-blame—but the mother's response is, "My daughter's a patriot." Well. I mean, you know, the, the thing that makes me angriest uh, is that uh, the word intubate sounds way too much like masturbate, and <laughs> it's nowhere near as fun. <laughs> it's not. You're right. My, the, 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 issue, the issue I have with this story is that it was it, that this could have been prevented by, oh, yeah. by, by staying home. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's really the key piece for me is that if, if she had just stayed home, you can st- people are still getting COVID, I realize. And some people are, that are getting it that are trying not to. But this person was not trying not to. That's the harm here. She put her daughter into a situation that 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 caused harm, and and in less than two weeks before her seventeenth uh, birthday. Right. Well, look at what happened to Herman Cain. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guys, I, I it cut out on me. Look, look at look at what no, happened. We Wait, oh, I know, but l- listen, what happened? Uh, Herman Cain goes to Trump's rally in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He gets COVID, and now he died. Herman Cain died. Yes, Herman Cain died uh, on the twentieth. Of COVID. What? Of COVID. After of COVID. Being one of the people that were he actually there's some stuff in service that he didn't downplay as much as some of the um memes and stuff would like to say. He actually had said you should wear a mask, but he did go to the Trump rally. Did not wear a mask there, associated with a lot of the other people who weren't wearing masks and were d- definitely not practicing common sense social distancing. So, so okay. a lot of. So I'm going to ask an important question here. How old is Herman Cain? Or how old was he when he died? Oh, he's he's older, right? Is he? I think he's probably in his yeah. 60s or, old, or, or later, right? Okay. Yeah. So we can presume that this person was an adult. Oh, okay. You're you're right as far as as far as that's concerned. Yes, but my point is it's the same kind of thinking, right? It, it's a, it's the yeah. not taking this seriously. Um, yeah. The, and and you can and you can paint the mother with this brush, right? The same thing that got Herman Cain. Uh, you know the mother. The mother wasn't taking it as seriously as she needed to, and in in one of the problems that we have is that this is being reported is kids don't get it. No kids do get it, and kids do die of yeah. it. Now they it's it is a they they die at a lower rate than um uh than adults do. However, she, this girl also was but um, well, any kid does get it, but this girl also was um susceptible to it, considering the factor that she had had cancer. It said didn't it. Well, yeah, but she'd been yeah, in remission for years. 
Right. But still, at but that's still at considered point, immunocompromised, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Wouldn't it still be? No. Hmm. Herman Cain was 74. He would have been 75 okay. this year. Oh, wow. I assume. Huh. E- either way, he, he was in a high risk category. And well, I guess I guess according to the Rush song, he would have been old enough to know what's right, but young enough not to choose. <laughs> Apparently. But I mean, here's the things that he didn't have to die. Yeah. No. And, and, and I don't agree with Herman Cain's politics at all. And he's not a man I ever would have wanted to be president. But I see. Yeah, but he didn't seemed like a dying. nice guy. Though. That's one he thing. Did he seem did like, seem like yeah. a jerk. If you yeah. listen to his interviews and stuff, he seemed like a very nice guy. I think he was a bit clueless at times. Some of his sure. stuff he said. Um, but no, he seemed like a nice guy that you could actually sit down and have a fun conversation with. Probably. Even if you disagreed with him. Hey, listen, he liked Pokemon. How could he be wrong? <laughs> hey. So yeah, so I I think that I mean uh, unfortunately we we have it's, well, it, we no. have a, a literacy issue here. We have we have an education maybe, issue uh, here. Maybe it was the liking Pokemon that was his downfall because he took gotta catch them all too little. <laughs> oh. 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 Gotta get one of every strain. Well, no, I mean it, it, we we have a scientific literacy problem here, and and we have a we have a large group of people that are not taking this seriously. And are not listening to to you know to the people that are telling us this is serious, and they're listening to the president. And you would hope that our president is science literate and taking it seriously, but he's not. I mean, he's just no. part of the problem. And 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 then our next stories are are, are more of the same. Um, and uh, I think there will probably be a lot of people who will uh, go off the deep end like that. But a lot of this, I think, is just a failure of leadership because you know, like they're <laughs> they're not yep. putting out a consistent message. Well, I mean, what's happening in this country is a failure of leadership. If we had had a proper yeah. top-down strategy, if they had listened to the CDC, and if we and and you know, if they had listened to the Fauci in the first place, and and acted appropriately through the whole country. You know, we have we but, have a we have a peeing in the pool problem, and that some governors are yeah. taking this seriously and others aren't. But we're all living in the same pool. But even I mean, beyond that, if we had a better structure in place that was set up to make sure when these problems started that things wouldn't completely fall apart, we wouldn't be. You know, right now, the fact that Trump loved to push um, the stocks and stuff, our GDP is falling tremendously. Because our leadership problem, and you know that they were not wanting to put anything in place to catch these problems. They're like, oh, we don't need any safety nets. And yeah, yeah well, if you don't put any safety nets in, the moment everything starts falling apart, boom. Well, he hit rock bottom. He dismantled the pandemic team. Yeah. And, and and when asked why, he says, well, because I don't want people standing around doing nothing. And then of course, when he was asked about it months later after after the pandemic hit, he says, oh, I don't I don't remember that at all. He blamed Obama for it. Yeah. Well, well, I don't. You know, there's a thing there that uh, a, a robust system is uh, at odds with an efficientism, right? Well, sometimes, uh, yeah. because like to, to have like backups and robust uh, things that aren't doing anything but sitting around waiting for uh, bad things to happen, that is essentially um, uh, uh, non. Uh, uh, um, oh fuck! What's the word I was looking for? I, I just used it. Uh, well, it's not efficient, right? What they want to have yeah, yeah, is they, not want, efficient. Not efficient they want to have a just-in-time inventory, right? They want to have just what they need on hand to, to satisfy with the, the need to meet the needs of the people around them. And and in business, you know that that is a that is a profit strategy. But it, but it but what it doesn't do is it doesn't account for a surge. And yeah. our government has yeah, to like account a, for like a surge. A, if you make things more efficient, you by nature make things a little less robust. Right. 
Exactly. And, and, and that's exactly what's happened here is that, you know, that our government has tried to move to a just-in-time inventory problem. It, it, well, you, I say problem, a just-in-time inventory strategy, and it creates a problem, right? That they're not keeping what they need on hand. The, I'm sorry. They keep referring to what's going on here as unprecedented times, which I think is a, an apt description because we don't have a real president. Yeah, there's that. These are unprecedented <laughs> times. I'm sorry, yeah. Madcat. What, what did you? What were you trying to say, Madcat? We stopped. What I'm trying to say is that also when you have a situation like this, where there is an awful lot um, being affected by you having proper proper tools, one of the things to say is not, well, let's just not not test. Why not test? Because right. if we don't test, then there's not going to be as many numbers as there, and we'll be just fine. Trump does, Trump does seem to have this well, idea you know, that I, I, as far as the not testing goes, that makes perfect sense because you know it doesn't make our our virus numbers go down, but it makes Trump's number. Well, what exactly. Trump, Trump is looking at this other countries. Not, this Trump, is not a, this is not bookkeeping. This is people. Right, but he. I've always been personally a fan of the uh, of the strategy of sticking your fingers in your ear and going la 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 in order to problem. Well, that's what he is doing. But here's the thing: is that he's looking. <laughs> I'll say, at, you just described Trump's strategy perfectly. He's looking at other countries and other countries that haven't tested as much as we have, and saying, "Listen, all these other countries aren't testing as much as we are." Yes, but they had a comprehensive strategy from the beginning and didn't have to do as much testing. Right? They 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 locked down early. They they took they did things that they were supposed to do, and he didn't. And and so and so you can't you you can't compare apples to apples. And then he's looking at our death rate by cases and saying it's way down. But the problem that we have is that we have so many people that aren't being tested that are dying of this that we still have this, like the ninth highest death rate per capita in the world. That's crazy for a first world country. Why 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 is our death rate per capita so high if the if if if, if our COVID numbers are are not the problem, right? So okay. if that's true, then then there's something else killing people. China locked down right away. I mean, the amount of people yeah. of Canada they locked down right away. Yeah, exactly. When we knew about this, it's like well, and and Japan is one that's been um, looked at as the right way to do it because they didn't necessarily lock down, and with their population density, you know, they're, they they could be comparable to New York. But everyone said, okay, I will wear a mask, I will wash my hands, I will do the sanitary, common sense things. To make sure it's not spreading, and it didn't spread. Go figure. You know they, they didn't question, they didn't fight. They said, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I, I don't want to get the disease. I don't want my loved ones to get the disease. Let's do the right thing from the get go, and not make it into a big issue." And now people are whining because they have to wear a mask, and it's being told to them that they have to wear a mask, but they don't believe in wearing a mask because at first, at the first government said this, and now the government says this. I'm just not going to wear one because they didn't know how to tell us what to do. I can I can what? walk around stores now, and I can look around, and I can point out people that are Republicans to you. You know how I can do it? <laughs> the mask? Mm, yeah. It's not no mask because they have to be wearing one. These assholes are wearing their mouth underneath their nose. They've got to wear it, but they're not going to wear it proper. So, so it's like, okay, there's well, a Republican, second, there's Ryan. a Republican, there's a Republican. Most people's mouths are underneath noses. You, the mask has to cover the nose, or you're wearing right. your mask like an but asshole. That is not what you. That's not what you said. I can pick them up because you the, said they're wearing their mouth underneath their nose. No, they're masked. They're wearing their mask underneath their okay. nose. Well, you know, there's there's only recently been a study on that that demonstrated that the uh, that the lungs are actually connected those oh. and it's possible that a lot of the republicans have not seen this yet yeah no because it is a new study 
There's... You know, uh, on, the, on the plus side about that, though, I mean, like, air from the nose does go downwards as opposed to air from the mouth. So sure. Tiny bit safer there, I suppose. I, uh, well, okay. But but still, I mean, it, it, if, if they really cared, they'd be wearing the mask properly. And that's part of the problem. You know, the other issue is that there is a certain amount of racism that goes along with this. So I, um, a friend of mine uh, that I work with, her, um, she's, she's, uh, she's Filipino, and her, and her kids were, um, they, they were driving back, um, back here, and they were going through Louisiana, and they, they pulled over to get gas. And, of course, they're wearing oh. their mask. And this woman walks by, not wearing a mask, and, and, uh, and whispers. But, of course, you know, the, the talk whispers so that they made sure that the other person hear it and says, yeah, you wear that mask because you're Asian. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that that shit just pisses me the fuck off. What a weird thing to just come out of a person's mouth just in the first place. Exactly. In the first place, that's a weird thing thing to say. I was in Louisiana, so, you know, I guess, what, you you just let it... (laughs) It's really weird, too, because people think it's just a... Was she maybe just jealous of their of their thumbs? Yeah, maybe (laughs) she could have been. It was Louisiana. I I don't know that she had thumbs. (laughs) Ah, let's talk about Stella Emanuel. Uh, Ian, why don't you go ahead and talk about? I think your article is better than the one that I put in here. Well, so (laughs) basically, like was like a week or so ago. um, The Trump administration has this nice big setup with all these doctors who are going to tell us why Trump is one hundred percent correct. And that COVID is not the big deal um, it's been made out to be. And that there is an actual cure for it. And it's a hydro, whatever. Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that stuff. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. But, um, and With azithromycin. Oh, and, and so they had a whole bunch of doctors, about a dozen or so, that were talking about, you know, basically um, saying everything that Trump's been saying all along is perfectly correct. And that you don't need to worry about it and all this. Um, then once you do any research on any of the doctors that were in that group, you kind of start looking at like, wait a moment. And the one that's gotten most attention, of course, is Stella Emanuel. And the reason for that is, um, <laughs> so first off, according to her, um, the m- main cause of infertility, miscarriage, any, basically any problem you have with your private parts in any way, shape, or form is because in your dreams you've had sex with demons. Yep. <laughs> See, actually, uh, have demons. Okay, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, uh, uh, are, are we sure she's not uh, just mistaking vagina ghosts for sex demons? <laughs> I knew we were going <laughs> because there. Because that, that's a real thing. I know that. <laughs> she, has, she apparently has videos out. I haven't watched them yet talking about it. Oh, she also believes that alien DNA is being used by um, us right now for medical treatment. Um, the I U.S. Mean, what government else would you use it for? <laughs> is basically being run by reptoids. So five years ago, she alleged that alien DNA was being used by uh, in medical treatments, and the scientists scientists were cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from becoming religious. Yep. Um, well, like they the do actually stuff. have that vaccine. Yeah, it's called the Bible. Well, I was going to say it's called yeah. books. <laughs> well, I actually oh, straight out. Them. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry, I, I just said I thought it was called guns. <laughs> guns so will do it too. This, some of her videos got pulled from um, Facebook and stuff because, yeah, this is Christmas science. And she actually said that if they don't put um, my videos back up, Jesus will destroy Facebook. 
All right, so we're in the last days of Facebook. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, um, get, get, get your get your pokes in now while you can, people. This, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict Jesus that if gonna that, destroy Facebook, if Jesus oh. does come and take down Facebook in a thousand years, there there will be a, 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 a Facebook will come back. There will be a Facebook <laughs> rapture in a thousand years if if Jesus can pull it down in the first place. And I'm not sure even he has the chops to do it. That's why they're going so, to have um, so, uh, uh, the amateur skeptics would, would like to account where we're moving our social media stuff. You can find us on uh, MySpace. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going back to Friendster. We're going all the way, baby. All the way back to six degrees of separation. You remember that I site? I want to hang out with Tom. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the, the more you look into her and the more you see what her claims are, the, the harder it becomes to actually have any faith in a single thing she says. She has claimed that she has cured 350 or more people through using her mixture of hydroxychloroquine, the thingy jobber, and zinc and something else. I forget what the third element it's was. It's zithromycin, the Z-Pack. Yeah. So according to her, you use those three things, and you can magically cure COVID-19. Not that she apparently has any documentation to prove this has worked, but she has claimed she's treated over 350 patients and not had one die from this mixture. She, she's been counting on her fingers, but she had to use her toes. And then, you know, like it, it, she got this weird system going on. But um, it, she's trust her. It's accurate. So I do think the key phrase here is magically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So so who are these Who are these American frontline doctors? Right. Because I think that's the, what they're calling themselves. Is, is that true? Yeah. Uh, in this collection not- of physicians critical of scientific consensus around COVID-19 pandemic, in the event on Monday was backed by the Tea Party patriots and the conservative organizations seeking to reelect President Trump. I mean, it's all it, this. It all goes back to, you know, to, to, to trying some way to validate the stupid things that Trump is saying. And we have a group of conservatives willing to do it, even doctors with proper licenses. She's a properly licensed doctor, according to the Texas Medical Board. Of, uh, Texas Medical Board. She she well, has been. Hold she, on a second. Hold on a second, Brian. Just a quick question about this article. Shouldn't we have been talking about this in the second segment? Because um, I mean, this whole thing, this whole this whole. We're still in. What the fuck are they thinking? Well, no, I'm talking about the masturbation segment because <laughs> this whole thing is a, really is a huge circle jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I. Um, so the the only the 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 one I, the thing I put up was ancient ancient lore of sex and se- uh, demons, sex and sickness, and uh, the, the this this is an interesting article. Uh, this is the what the Daily Beast that put this up. And uh, and and it's in response to what she what basically what she said about demons, and and this just basically goes through and and it talks about the portions of the Bible that that are uh, that are advocating sex with demons. <laughs> um, the guy who did this, uh, what did he say? He um, what was his credentials? Anyway, uh, Ian's article is is more factual, and and mine is just more about sex and demons. <laughs> well, that's that's. <laughs> So yeah, so. that's far for the course. I, I don't that's care <laughs> both about. Uh, I mean, the one is about facts either. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you give me that one. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I don't know. This this uh, this is a good headline. Uh, Doctor Fauci rails against COVID disinformation video featuring demon sperm doctor. <laughs> I think I think that and that that must be you know um, um, Stella Emanuel. Yeah, it's like, crazy. So she, I don't know, whole group, 
She's one that's getting the most attention. And yeah. So, yeah. So, she was the I, one I, I've actually seen conservative things say, oh, but you guys want us to um, appreciate black people and respect women and all this other stuff. Why are you doing that to her? Yeah. It, we're not looking at her by race or gender. We're looking at her strictly by how absurd her claims are. Yeah, we're, we're looking at her by pure batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just I want to I want to question something here also. Why? Why did Trump pick her up? I mean, was uh, Ben Carson not out there enough? Did because he, she, she was preaching what he wanted and she actually had a medical background. An yeah, active. So ben Carson so is a surgeon and he's really that active. He's more in politics than he. This is an active person in the medical field right now claiming to have used this procedure in 350. So Ben Carson kind of doesn't have the same claims. Yeah, and besides, he's too busy making okay. sure that, that Trump, you know, can, can make sure that poor people can't afford housing. No, really, they're both basically kissing Trump's ass, but that's a whole <laughs> different thing. I really like this quote here. If it's not good, I'll tell you right. I'm not going to get hurt by it. He ain't going to get That's Trump in me. Yeah. I'm not going to get hurt by it. Of course he's not going to get hurt by it. Everyone else is. Yeah. All right. I mean, you notice, though, that he started wearing a mask now. Yeah. In his vicinity, we're starting to get it. Well, I think that I think the other problem is I think that I think that somebody finally told him, he says, listen, the people getting this virus are are are, are, are voters that are base. We, we got to do something. But no, Trump came out and said masks are patriotic, and no one more patriotic than me, your favorite president. All right. Actually, that was an actual tweet by him. Well, so. all right, let's move on. This is a, this is a victory for common sense. So this is publisher D-List flashing swords after six okay. authors object to the forward. And so one of the what, and, and let me say that one of the what this is so what um, Robert M. Price, who is who's a Bible scholar, he's got two doctorates, so doctor doctor, and is a is a Trump fanatic. I mean, you should have heard this yeah. guy prior. I mean, so 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 Robert M. Price. He's great on the Bible. He's great on a lot of things. But as far as as far as, far as his politics go, he's fucking nutty as anybody else. Yeah. And that, that's the problem that comes in there. So apparently the Flashing Swords was a series of anthology that started in the late 70s and went into the 80s. It was apparently quite popular. It was basically your standard sword and sorcery stories, you know, the, the big hero, Korean-style guys fighting the monsters, you know, stories like that. And they were real nice and popular. There were apparently, you know, obviously five of them put out during that time frame. Um, and so Price decides um, he'd like to bring him back. And so he, he gets everything set up like he normally would to get a personally published anthology. He gets people to submit stories, has everything ready to go. Um, in the pre-sales on Amazon, they put, um, for a sample, they put his part of his um, introduction to the anthology. Well, the introduction to the anthology, what they put up there seems like it has nothing at all to do with the anthology. It is a conservative rant that starts off going off about, um, um, what are they called? Participation trophies. Then goes into attacking feminism and the false rape culture and just this really ugly, ugly, unneeded rant that attacks, you know, the, this is a conservative attack on all sorts of things, the, uh, the gender neutral ideas, things like that. So this is how I introduced it. Well, none of the writers that had sent stories in 
knew he was going to introduce it like that. And so as soon as they saw this um, as the introduction, it was being passed around on the internet, a whole bunch of the writers, about half of them, went and actually contacted the publishing company and said, I want my story from the um, anthology. And um, a couple of them even went out with a ton of their fans. Do not buy this anthology. I do not approve of it because of the introduction. And one even said, if you have pre-bought it and you're out of the money, I will refund you the money. Wow. Because you bought it by my suggestion. So, it, 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 obviously, it's blowing up. The um, Finally, the publishing house itself said, okay, we're pulling it. Because while we did prove it, even with the introduction, we were not aware that he had not told the writers that he was going to do an introduction like that. So we wow. we are pulling it. It is not going to see publication. Um, we will not be working with him again. Um, but they did say to the other, the writers, like, we will come up with a new anthology that can include those same stories, but it will not be connected to him. It will not be connected to this because, you know. So it, it's one of those things where this guy could have done right. Whatever his views are, he could have treated this anthology correctly and gave an introduction that had to do with the anthology, had to do you know with the history of it, stuff like that. But for whatever reason, he said, oh, I have this great opportunity to go on this really hate-filled, bizarre rant against everything that um, I against. This is, this, is, this is crazy to me because, you know, when, when I first, oh, well, 10 years ago, Robert and Price was, was really a guy that, he, he was a go-to guy for, for, for biblical stuff and, and, um, and, and a lot of different things. And I used to listen a lot to his Bible Geek podcast, which was, was really great. But I, he, he, he got to, it got to the point where, uh, you know, occasionally he'd throw in his politics and I'd be like, okay, whatever, you know, move on. Uh, you know, I don't agree with you, you know, and, the, and then he'd go back to the Bible stuff. And it got to the point where more and more his politics were coming into it and coming into it and coming into it. And, and, and with Obama and everything like that, he just got more and more um, to the point where I finally, I finally like, okay, I'm, I can't listen to, I can't listen to this anymore because it's not about the Bible anymore. It's, it's about, it's about his conservative, you know, rantings and he would, right. and he, and, and, and he was easy, he's easy to bait, you know, people would, you know, you know, send him in stuff. And I mean, he he was easy to set off. And finally, um, I heard him. He finally went on to the um, uh, the Dogma Debate podcast, and, and the and uh, they they were talking to him over there. And it was this was I think this was when Trump was running for president. And boy, he he just hated Hillary for sure. And and the in the where he went on that show, I mean, he he was just he was nuts. And they didn't even have to push on back on him that much on anything before he just imploded. I mean, and, and this is just this is just in the last couple of years that 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 I've seen the side of him because prior to that, you never saw that. Yeah, I never saw this. It, it it wasn't until Obama became president and then Hillary was running that that I that you saw this conservative side of him just implode and really and bleed into the rest of his work. Um, before that, I get, I was probably compartmentalized, right? Because because you didn't see it. Um, yeah. And and he really is a go-to guy for biblical stuff. Like one of the things that we always talked about, how you know about the um, uh, about how the blood and the wine actually turn into blood and stuff like that. He says that that's not that that's not really the case. And he he really goes through and he he pinpoints the you know the the um, the doctrines and where that where that where that isn't necessarily what even what they believe is actually happening. Um, even though when you see that the I forget what the name of it is, you know it it, it basically looks like. The rest of us that the blood is supposed to, you know, the wine is turning into blood and they, you know, and the, uh, and, and, you know, and the crackers are actually flesh. 
that 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 that's that's more of a littler interpretation than than what the scripture supports according to him. But and he makes and he makes a really good valid argument for why that's the case and why why atheists really shouldn't be using that that argument. Um, and he's probably right, right? He, he does understand that pretty well. And so there's just, there's these things that he is just fantastic on, and it really goes to show that you can have a guy like this that is so good in one area and so on point that it's just off the fucking rails in, um, in some other area. And and when it comes to politics, man, he is off the rails. And the fact that he would even try to do this with this publication is, is just fucking crazy to me. To see a guy like this just like looks like he's just imploded to me. It's, I, I find it kind of sad because it was a guy that I really liked and respected for a very long time. And certainly on certain biblical stuff, I still do. Um, but but I can't I just can't listen to the guy anymore because every time, you know, I, I listen to, to his stuff, it's just that the, the politics just leaks into it. And, and it isn't just that I disagree with him. It, it's, it's this off the rails stuff that that is, you know, that I just can't. You just can't, I just can't listen to it. Sorry. <laughs> now, the, the way I heard the whole transubstantiation thing is okay, that yeah. at the Last Supper, Jesus said, take this bread. This bread is my flesh. And when you, when you eat this bread, you think of me. Take this wine. This wine is my blood. And when you drink this wine, think of me. And he said, take this mayonnaise. And that's when Peter said, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> right there. Hey-oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so glad that I set you up for that. that. Uh, like it, it kind of does it. Like he goes in the show that that's probably not what uh, they meant uh, uh, when they wrote the Bible, but yeah, kind of doesn't even uh, really matter, right? Because it, it, it's just like what people believe, and uh, some people really do believe that it literally turns into the flesh and blood of Christ in your stomach. Yeah, and you're yeah, not, yeah and that then that's fine. But I, but I think that historically and biblically, he makes some very good points, right? Did he ever address whether Jesus was gluten free or not? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think gluten free was really a common thing back then. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, they were more they were more concerned with with whether the bread was leavened or not. Thomas, did you ever listen to to the Bible Geek show and some of the stuff that Robert M. Price did? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay, I mean, if you can catch him when 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 politics aren't destroying everything else, I, he he's he's got some really good knowledge and on things. Um, it's just that lately. All I find is stuff like you know, his 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 you know his radical rantings that I just can't deal with, and that are racist and misogynist and sexist. I mean, it's just well, I guess modern. I mean, that goes without saying, but it's just weird to see this guy, you know, just devolve in, into into this. And and my guess is that it was always there, right? It's just that he hit it better yeah. when, you know, when he was younger. But still, and it's interesting because right now the conservatives are the ones that are claiming. The science and fantasy market is so literally oriented, and all these liberals are trying to put their politics in it and everything, and that you shouldn't be mixing, putting your politics into the stuff and just you know let the story stand on their own. And you see something like this, where it's undeniable he's doing nothing but pushing his politics, especially in a way where it shouldn't be. Well, let him write a story that reflects those views. That's fine. But oh, to an yeah. introduction to an ideology that um, goes into a rant like that, no, that's not the right place for it at all, even close to it. Yeah, but I mean, you're forgetting the uh, you're forgetting the very major, uh, you know, the major industry standard of do as I do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Could there be that he's getting older and losing it? I mean, I don't know. 
he, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess a lot of people, as they get older, you get, uh, more don't give a fuck syndrome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you that. I don't know exactly how old the guy is. I mean, he, he's... Uh, no, he was born in 54, so okay. he's 60-something. Yeah. He's in the 70s. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's gonna say he's, he's like 60, 66. He's Herman Cain's. No, at the time that this picture, I... The one picture says 66, but the high dot thinks. Uh, it's just, you're saying that he was very, you know, you may not agree with what he uh, said and stuff like that, but you could actually have a discussion with him. Um, and it okay. was generally a uh, well-founded work about this, uh, a well-founded discussion that you could, you know, discuss. Well, um, the election. One thing I've noticed is it started with the election of Obama, and it got worse under Trump. But um, the conservatives over the, you know, the last decade, who were much more mild, have become a lot more louder and a lot more ridiculous and a lot more likely to do these rants. That, that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems that, from what you guys are saying, it seems to be something that has been building well. into whatever he's at. So, in, in um, general... I mean, the U.S. becomes more progressive, right? So here, here's a fairly conservative man that was probably a moderate conservative at one point, but 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 his views are, are becoming less and less modern. Modern. His views might not have ever changed, and and they're becoming. And now his views are extreme, right? Yes. What, what was once the moderate position is now an extreme position, right? Because because it, because if he, he probably he probably hasn't become more conservative over time, but because because the the because we become more progressive over time. I mean, we, we see we see you know you know we see same sex marriage. We see all these things you know that 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 become you know more the mainstream, right? That that um you know so as that happens, it, he probably he probably sees his values being less and less respected as you know as 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 they kind of slip away, and he becomes this more conservative thing, and and then you know so he starts. You know, so he starts preaching about it. True enough. And I don't know. I don't uh, know if the, I mean that's that's I, that's only a hypothesis. Not. I don't know They're if that's for sure. All right? I know is that if Brian is talking about actually respecting somebody who's a Bible scholar, that's pretty damn. That, exactly. That's <laughs> and I've been, that's why I'm looking at this, going, "What the heck?" I mean, he even did podcasts on Lovecraft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the but, thing: is that uh, I, I still think I still think though, if, if you talk to him about the Bible and about Lovecraft, you can probably have a very reasonable conversation with the guy because yeah. it's not emotional for him. Where where his conservative views are emotional for him, right? So so they they so as soon as stuff gets into that emotional section, it probably goes out of you know that that um you, you're not thinking about it as it's not critical anymore. It's not critical thinking when you become emotional about something like that it's just about this passion that you have, right? Right, it's something he doesn't like, and that's what it looks like. As soon as it, as soon as you get into that that emotional thing, that that logical part of the mind just kind of snaps off, and he goes and he goes, right? And, and it probably can happen to any of us about about something we're emotional with that that we don't check ourselves. That's very easy. You know, um, uh, it, it is one of those things. Like maybe it's one of your values too. I think maybe uh, as you get older and the culture starts to change around you, um, you see like a lot of things changing and. Um, it's like stuff that you might not even before being all that uh, hung up on things that you might have been willing to change, but you see like everything else changing around with you. Maybe you got to like grab onto something, right? Like yeah. uh, just like uh, oh. you get you get you get more stuck to it because it's like uh, fuck. Just let let's just keep something the same. 
it's also a situation as well, possibility. Uh, for instance, my husband accidentally for years thought that this one writer he knew or actor, whatever, one person was kind of a jerk when he last saw him at a uh, convention and he had thought, well, heck, he's, you know, he seemed like he was drunk and all this other stuff and thought about that for years. And, um, when reading something up on him after he had passed away, he realized he was diabetic and he was fighting uh, these certain complications, which did make him seem. Sorry about that. Smelly person with oh. uh, different diseases and such. Yep. Like the speaking, one of, says, speaking of which, Wilfred Brimley passed away. All right. Is, uh, are what, you saying that in his honor, we, we ought to start pronouncing it diabetes? <laughs> I've always said that. That's not new. But uh, personally, right. I don't know what could have gotten him like that. But uh, like we've already said, for you to actually speak of someone in the biblical... He, he's an atheist. He's a biblical scholar, but he's an atheist, right? That, that, he's a yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the things yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, he, 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 is a, he, he is a conservative biblical scholar and an atheist, which is, you know, kind of kind of a rarity. Um, you know, that's one of the things why why some of his views are interesting. Um, but, you know, he, I don't know. I like Bible uh, scholars. It's it, fundamentalists that I have problems he, with. He did make a mistake with this, of course, doing that. That was uncalled for. Yeah. Uh, or the, what he did with the forward. All right. Okay. We're, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to move on. And we're we're gonna end this with uh, with hygiene, uh, with a waste of time. So we're gonna let we're gonna end with dumbass. That's right. Uh, I'm here to tell you that hygiene is a waste of time. Uh, don't don't shower. Actually, you know the best thing is to uh, to uh, not shower. It's doing your own own filth. Get give yourself um, a, a comfortable stink. Encourage social distancing. I, I'm looking out for your safety. Well, um, thank you, and I'm glad that we're only dating on Zoom. You know, a good stink is one of the best defenses against uh, against uh, the tiny, tiny animals that cause disease. <laughs> hey, I just watched something about that. I'll talk to you about All it right. later. All right, so th this is called Hygiene Theater is a Huge Waste of Time. And I don't think that they're right. talking about you showering, um, dumbass. Uh, uh, no, I mean, like, uh, uh, they do think that me showering is a waste of time. I, I asked them, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's about uh, the this uh, huge industry that uh, popped up uh, in the wake of uh, COVID nineteen of um, professional just like deep down scrubbers like every will get every surface uh, in your place uh, uh, make sure that uh, there's no COVID on that and uh, a, a few a few weeks back I, I kind of went into um, uh, about why uh, you you don't need to sanitize your groceries. The fact is that, um, like, even though there were some like initial, some initial hype, some small studies being like, "Oh, COVID uh, can like last on surfaces for like uh, all this amount of time," uh, and when you when you look at uh, those studies, though, it turns out that uh, basically they're using an unreasonable amount of COVID on the surface uh, surfaces in order to get this result of how long it lasts. Basically, the evidence is that uh, COVID just isn't being spread that way. Um, not that it's impossible to pick up germs from a surface, of course. Spreading of COVID seems primarily to be a uh, water droplets on the air thing that uh, surrounds you from you talking and breathing. Um, if you if you don't get too close to those, you're a lot more safe. 
Uh, but that's generally uh, that's generally how how it goes. I I heard that even on like stainless steel that it can only live for like at most twelve hours or something like that, maybe twenty four. Does it does it talk about the about how long it actually can live on a surface? And then and, but the idea that it's being transmitted through surfaces is pretty much that. I mean, you there's not enough viral load it seems like to for for that really to be happening. Yeah, it's just uh, not the, stable um... enough. There, there is a, an issue with uh, the virus uh, spreading on surfaces that like, and this is something that uh, any germs on surfaces have to deal with is that um, uh, basically it's a matter of uh, diffusion. Like uh, you get a certain amount on, uh, say, the doorknob. Um, uh, and when you, somebody else touches the doorknob, they're not getting all of the stuff that was even put on the doorknob, which was a fraction of what was on the person's hand in, in uh, the first place. Yeah. Um, and you can catch diseases like that. Ones that are particularly virulent uh, can spread uh, that way fairly easily. But uh, COVID isn't good at it. Um, it uh, it's not good at spreading that way. We're not seeing we're we're seeing counter evidence uh, about about it uh, going that way. Uh, the um, uh, in Japan, um, uh, where uh, we were talking about Japan earlier, um, the 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 fear is that uh, it would be uh, caught. Uh, from their crowded uh, subway cars, uh, but that doesn't really seem to be happening. Um, a lot of pe- people are wearing masks, um, and um, uh, it seems like uh, like the, the what you'd be most concerned about is the surfaces they're touching in there. Uh, there are all sorts of poles and straps and stuff that everybody is uh, hanging on to, but it uh, it doesn't seem to be spreading. For the, they're not tracing outbreaks back to yeah. crowded subway cars. Well, also part of that is. The hygiene of the people themselves. If you if you're washing your hands regularly and stuff, and you touch things, you're not spreading anything. So you know the, the surfaces only can um, spread if you if, if the people themselves are not being hygienic. Well, this is my and concern. So that's another thing within that concept is if the people who are using this stuff are being using common sense, being hygienic to begin with. Yeah, it, it, nothing's going to be on the surface because there's nothing to um, come off your hands. I think that's a big part, in, like the Japanese stuff. In general, from what I've seen, the Japanese subways are pretty clean to begin with, but the Japanese people themselves seem to have, you know, as a society, are more hygienic as a whole. And they didn't put up any fights with going into the COVID stuff of being, you know, oh, we have to wash our hands more. No, no big deal. We will wash our hands more. Yeah, I just, I think, though, that, you know, they're wearing um, gloves is a problem because I think that people are less likely to wash their hands when they're wearing gloves because yeah. the stuff still gets on the gloves and it can still be spread. I think that I yep. think that they're more likely to have dirty gloves and dirty hands. I think that people are much more likely to wash their hands and use the hand sanitizers, but they don't think about that. Once they've got gloves on, they think they're fine. And I think that, right. that we're more likely to spread stuff across things that way than, than not wearing and gloves. Of, and of course, there's a big problem of people leaving the gloves everywhere. Yeah, I, I see that yeah. going into Kings gloves left in the um, grocery carts. Like, dude, you're wearing gloves. Try and be hygienic and yeah. leave them like that. No, there's a trash can. Yeah. No, yeah, there's, 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 there's one uh, case study that they mention in here: uh, a March outbreak in a mixed-use skyscraper in Seoul, South Korea. Uh, so on one side of the 11th floor of the building, about half the members of a chatty call center got sick. But less than 1% of the remainder of the building contracted COVID-19, even though more than 1,000 workers and residents shared elevators and were surely touching the same button within right. minutes of one another. Same thing would be out of the air conditioning. However, here on Canada.ca Public Health, it does say that COVID-19 viruses can survive on surfaces from several hours to days, depending on several factors. This may vary under different conditions, such as surface type, relative temperature, or humidity of the environment. 
The virus has been detected detectable up to four hours on copper, 24 hours on cardboard, and up to two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. Right, and the, the virus, that would be based on uh, those uh, those initial studies that I was talking yeah. about where they pretty much use like um, a whole unreasonable amount of COVID on the surfaces yeah. to see just how long they could get it to last. The, the, this is like uh, when they say up to, you know, that's not the typical amount of time they right. last. And it doesn't rep- represent, of course, uh, your dangers of getting infected. Yeah, right. Maybe not. But- However, you still would want to inactivate it with simple disinfectants. That's I mean, the basic there, There's no question washing your hands or disinfecting with uh, uh, hand sanitizer mm. is, a, is a good idea. But you don't. And, uh, my gym has opened back. My gym has opened back up, and I'm going in a couple times a week. One of the policies, though, is every few hours, the employees go around and pretty much wipe down every piece of equipment, which actually yeah, makes bro- sense for that environment. You know, even though we're supposed to wipe down after every use, having someone else follow through as a, a double-up safety precaution makes sense. Not just for COVID, though. Not yeah. just for COVID. In that environment, it's probably just a good idea to, to, for, yeah. for that anyway. Brian, exactly. you were saying that uh, your work was like fa- falling heavily into the oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. sanitize everything. Yeah, especially uh, at the beginning, right? They 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 cleaned every knob, everything on everything. I mean, and they, and we paid extra for that. You know, they had a team come through, and and you know, they, and we got a bill for it. You know, each each division got. You know, it's like okay, we cleaned your your division, and we didn't. You know, they didn't ask us if we wanted it. You know, <laughs> they did it, and we were you, you were going to pay for it. Um, it's funny money. It's all internal billing, but you know whatever. But yeah, so so when I go into the office now, I, I'm one I'm I'm one of the uh, the few people that are allowed in the office, right? So we have these crit- this, these critical staff people who have to get in there to work on computers and, and do other things like that. And and one of the things that we were doing is we were collecting people's personal stuff or laptops or or you know monitors and stuff so that they could so they could work from home. And so we had to tell them every office we still do. If we go into an office, we need to let them know. So that they can follow in behind us, and it's like, well, you don't know what I touched in there, so are you just cleaning the whole everything in the office? Um, but, but the the other side of that though is that because we are doing that, it do, it is keeping our our janitorial staff in employed. So the, the the lady that would go around to every office, you know, and collect trash. Well, actually, she goes around to the offices and collects trash. Now, usually throughout the day, she would keep the she would keep the restrooms picked up. And, um, and now, and now she now she'll go in and, and clean an office behind us when we leave. So because of that, she still gets to work full time. So it, so there there's a good side of this. Why it's probably not necessary. I have mixed feelings because Elise is keeping her employed. However, in a sense, a lot of things have been cut down in many places, oh, yeah. and one of the one of which has been cleaning staff in a lot of places. Um, sure. Not saying everywhere has or anything like that, but like you said, it does it does give jobs to people for keeping things clean and more tidy. Because to be honest, there are a lot of people who are just not tidy worth anything. <laughs> they are just complete slobs when they go through a place. Uh, not saying you are, because <laughs> I know you're probably fastidious. Nope, I'm not. You're not? No. Nope. So no. you're a messed up little raccoon. Yeah, you're yeah, not a raccoon. That's just, I'm probably just as much. Oh yeah, no, no, I would never claim to be a a, a, a cleaning nut. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Uh, but I don't know that I don't know that I need to. I don't know that just because I walk into an office means it needs to be sanitized. I, I you know. Um, no, not just because you walk into an office, especially right. if you're wearing the uh, mask as you're supposed to be doing so. It doesn't matter whether I'm wearing a mask or not. If I go into an office that no that nobody else is going to step into that office for for the next month or even year, who knows when these people are coming back? And I take that thing, and I take that out to them. I leave it at security. They come and pick it up. That uh, nobody's going to go into that office for for you know for for who knows how long, right? So the chances of, of that anybody's going to catch anything out of our office are zero, right? Because that the virus can't live long enough, even if I go in there with COVID and sneeze, right? But by the next morning, it's going to be cleared out. Only thing is, do they know it's definitely going to be clear all the time? Yeah. There's nobody allowed in the office. The office is closed. Oh. <laughs> that makes a... Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I mean, no, no, nobody's going to be... People came and gone. You, 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 you could come in with big tanks of COVID and just spray down the entire office in pure COVID. Well, that's what they're doing <laughs> with the monkeys. And it would still be safe for everybody. <laughs> you don't know. The monkeys are stealing the COVID vials <laughs> from four little guys down the street who are taking, filming them as they're getting their COVID vials taken away, and then they take them off to, you know, the people who are just flinging it all over the place, like poop, monkey poop. You know, that it, if they're willing to yeah, do it... You know, it, mo- monkeys and vials of uh, viruses. I think I've seen a movie along these scenes. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> all right, and with that, we say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Like a monkey movie. I think we lost Mac, so that's another one in the Trump can. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was on mute because oh. of Cap, uh, because of George. Because what George. I was saying is uh, that's another vial of COVID in the can. There we go. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.